Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We just want to say how grateful we are for everybody that has stuck with us for all of these weeks. You guys have seen us through five microphones, two closets, and a bunch of trial and error. And we are just so grateful that you're sticking it out with us as we figure this thing out. With the help of one of our discussion group members, we have started a tech fund to try to get new equipment, everything that we need, software, because everything is pretty much running out on our end. So if you have it in your heart, please make sure you look at the description box to donate to the tech fund. More information about it will come at the end of the show. Now, enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? I'm Mara. And I'm Tez. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. Don't you just hate bad roommates? If you're listening to this, you probably already know what I'm about to say, that today is the day for you to start your podcast. You have everything that you need, your computer, a little microphone, and Spotify for podcasters. It is the all-in-one platform where you can host, edit, and record your podcast and distribute it everywhere. Where you're listening right now, you can have your podcast there. I promise, for real. And it's free. And you can make some money off of your podcast for free. Free money. Free money is out there. Just go get it by starting your podcast today. Okay, so our players this week are Clantina Stewart, mostly known as Tina, a junior basketball star at Middle Tennessee State, the victim. Casey Anuna, Tina's boyfriend, a basketball player at MTSU on the men's team. Chanterica Madden, a quiet freshman at Middle Tennessee State University, and our murderess. Chanterica was born June 10th, 1992, and was the eldest of her parents, Frank and Chantel Madden. The parents were high school sweethearts. They had Shanterica and two other children, a middle sister and a baby brother, and they were hardworking folks. Her parents didn't have a formal education after high school, but they instilled in her that she could have anything and everything she wanted if she just worked hard for it. Shanterica's father said in the Tennessean that Shanterica would often like fantasize about what her life would be like if she worked hard for her dreams. So she was like the ultimate vision board person. She would like cut out pictures of big mansions and fancy riches and she would just post them up and be like this is what I'm working hard for this is what I'm do- this is what it's all about she was on honor roll since kindergarten and she sung in the school choirs from grades 3 through 12 
She wasn't an athlete or anything like that, and she wasn't even considered popular in high school. She was very quiet, and she was nice once you got to know her, but she was not the social butterfly. Definitely like uh, a bookworm, the bookworm type. And she wanted to become a lawyer. She found out towards the end of high school that she received a full academic scholarship to Middle Tennessee State University. She was excited, and of course, she was extremely proud of herself, and so were her parents. I mean, she's going to be the first-generation college student. She decided that she was going to major in political science, and then she was going to have a double minor in criminal justice and psychology. When looking for housing for her pending first semester of college, she decided that she wanted to find a place off campus. So she ended up finding one of these places, like, you know, those apartments that they're not with the school, they're off campus, but you're still just renting it by the room and you should have that common area. And it's pretty much solely advertised towards students. Yeah. Student housing. Right. It was it was one of those. And I think that, like, when you do the math, it's cheaper than tuition would come out to be for room and board. Because they're selling it as individual units and not as a whole apartment complex. Mm-hmm. So, over the summer, while she was getting prepared for the fall, her fall of her freshman year of college, which is always the most fun, they sent out a survey. And the survey is kind of like a getting-to-know-you survey. What are your likes? What are you majoring in? Where are you from? What are your likes? What are your dislikes? And the apartment complex used this survey as like an algorithm to figure out who would be the best match for each other. So they would use this matchmaking tool to find a roommate. Finally, August of 2010 comes around and her and her mom pack up the car and they drive all the way to Raiders Crossing Apartment Complex. When she walks in, when she walks in the apartment, she meets her roommate, Tina, who is there unpacking. Tina was born October 17, 1989, and was also from Memphis Central High School. Her father, Adrian Jackson, was a maintenance man for the apartment complex that her family lived in, and her mother, Ida Stewart Jackson, was a gas station attendant. Though the two grew up in the same area, they were not the same. For starters, Tina was two years older than Chanterica. She was a star athlete and was quite popular. Throughout her time, she played baseball, softball, soccer, volleyball, and had been number three in the city for track. Chanterica had knew of Tina, but Tina had never seen or heard of Chanterica before. This is probably because Chanterica knew Tina her senior year at, Cent- at Memphis Central, and she was a sophomore. So, of course, the seniors don't know the sophomore, but the sophomores, you know, the seniors. Especially you know? since she was, like, on the basketball team. Right. Chanterica was the type of person who beats to her own drum. She had a bad habit of showing up to basketball practice whenever she felt like it. And it pissed our high school coach off so much that he kicked her off the team. This was devastating to Tina, and she noticed that without the coach and the team's support, her life would be at a standstill. So she begged and begged for the coach to let her back on the team. The coach said, you know what? It's not up to me because I'm not the one who has to play with you. It's up to your teammates. So he let the teammates right there vote if she could be on the team or not. And the teammate was like, well, you're sorry. Yeah, we'll let you back on the team, but you need to put all that shit out. And the coach was like, all right, but I'm still not satisfied. If you want to be on this team, then you need to run 500 line drills. And she said, okay. And he was like, I was shocked. I just knew she was going to be like, I'm not accepting these terms and conditions. Fuck you. Goodbye. But she did it. And she had to do it on her own time. Real uh, Coach Carter type shit. And she finished in like two and a half days. There's no way I'm doing 500 line drills in two and a half days. They said she would go and maybe for lunch do 10 or 15. She'd do some before practice. She'd do some after practice. I bet she was in the best shape of her life. I would have needed an ice bath. Boy. So, yeah, the coach is like, okay, fine. You can come back on the team. 
and and Tina was definitely somebody who they wanted on their team. Like I read an article where they were talking about Tina was like they said she'd fight anybody, you know, like talk to her wrong and it's like she ready for a fight and they was like, But that's what made her such a good athlete. Right. <laughs> and when you're an athlete, like you gotta have that mentality. Yeah, you, know? you also you learn how to channel that energy because she was a girly girl. Her dad was like, Look, she's a she's a girly, girly girls girl. fight too. They show do. They lay hands too. They show do. It'd be the really pretty ones, and you like, oh, you whoop ass. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of this, Tina was always known for having a big heart. Her parents said that in high school, Tina would bring home friends like lost puppies. Friends that came from harder backgrounds than her, who just needed a place to stay or a hot meal in their bellies. Uh, she had one friend that stayed at her house their junior and senior year of high school because she was having issues with her parents. And she was like, Tina, can I just come stay with you? And Tina was like, probably. Let me ask my mama. Her mama was like, yeah, we ain't going to turn nobody away now. Her mother said they stretched a lot of meals, but she was not about to turn anybody away from this dinner table. I read on one article, her dad was like, we didn't know where the next meal was coming from. The lights was off, but you would have thought we was rich in there because the whole family was in there just having a good time together. Yeah, Tina, um, she loved her friends. That's for sure. But I think it's like that. Like, I think especially in those type of neighborhoods, like you learn to look out for your own when Mm -hmm. you come from stuff like that. You learn how to look out and fuck with the people who fuck with you. Being kicked out the team and having to work really hard to get back on the team really amped up her efforts as she worked towards her goal. Um, she worked tirelessly in basketball. They said she became a great leader on the team. She started getting better in school. And even though she wasn't the best student, she found out that she got a full ride to MTSU. And she could finally see all of her hard work paying off. She did her freshman year on a team and was kind of falling back into her old habits and slacking off in practice, not listening to coaches, grades slipping. You know how it is for a freshman. You get too much freedom. You'll know how to act. Mm-hmm. So she goes back home for summer break, and she kind of sees how everybody is in her neighborhood. She's like, damn, ain't nobody doing shit with their life. Everybody here doing the same damn thing they was doing when I left. Mm-hmm. She was like, I got to get my shit together because what I can't do is end up back here. She's like, my parents, like, they busting their ass to give me this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you grow up and you you don't want to work as hard as your parents, and you want to have more than what your parents had. And you that's know? what your parents want for you right. as well. When she returned, she confided in the assistant coach that seeing where she was from was a harsh reality of where she did not want to be. And so with the accountability of her coaches and teammates, she spent her sophomore year working really hard and gearing up for the leadership position on the team. She also found love in college, and she started dating Casey Anuna. He was on the men's basketball team and was a star in his own right, and they were head over heels for each other. Mm, as college love does. Yeah. That college love is dangerous. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, they met freshman year, 2008, during summer training, and then they got real serious, like right before the school year began, August 2018. Um, they made it official on her birthday, October 2008. I personally don't like to share. Don't any- ever fucking do no shit like that. Yeah, don't, 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 I don't share my birthday or any other holiday with anything else. Is think that you're slick and be like, I'm gonna. Rep- proposed to her on valentine's day no so our anniversary not. is valentine's day no, no pick a free day i'm gonna ask her to be my girl on on christmas what no i'll deny t- i'll tell you to give me break, a week to I- think about it <laughs> <laughs> then it's new year's okay and we're not gonna do it in new year's you about to get left in whatever year we in <laughs> <laughs> listen you got a few days before new year's hits right no you do not <laughs> no you have less than a week you got about a business week <laughs> 
you know, about a business week for me to think about it. Right. But the fact that you tried it by trying to ask me out or propose me or do whatever the fuck on I a holiday. I have the whole other half of the year available. Did you buy me an extra gift? Because that means that you're only doing something for me in the winter months. Because my birthday is November, then Christmas, then See, um, Valentine's Day. Right. I have nothing for, to look forward to in the summer. My birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what is that going to do for me? You get to celebrate me. <laughs> the fuck duh so they loved each other yeah they were so in love they were pre-engaged to be engaged all everybody refers to him and i'm sure this is by his own doing as her future husband and you know that was my future my wife i was gonna marry her prove it (laughs) where was the ring i was gonna marry her the person i was dating my freshman and sophomore going into my junior year i thought i was gonna marry too i think everybody i dated i thought i was gonna marry and where is that hoe now (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell y'all where sometime else (laughs) um yeah they had plans they were they were definitely making plans together they were like oh when we graduate we're going to open a training and rehabilitation clinic and get married and have our little basketball life it's real love and basketball shit they were into it so that was what they were on in love hard eyes over there Mm -hmm. when the two girls met in august of 2010 and they moved in together they started by getting to know each other like as you do they found out that they were from the same place that they went from the same high school so it's like okay that's cool tina talked about how she loved like fairies and shantarica talked about her family in the apartment, they had their own separate room. So they were roommates, but they weren't, like, in the same room. They shared a common living area and that kitchen space. And it seemed like maybe, okay, like, maybe this will be a good fit after all. The first semester went by, okay, but there are quite a few hiccups. For starters, Shantarica was not the cleanest person. She was one of those people that, like, dishes would stay in the sink for days. Sometimes she would drink some of her juice and leave the carton out. Tina noticed that some of her groceries were missing and she looked in the sink and was seeing utensils in there that she ain't dirty up that were hers but Tina wasn't the only one that had some issues Shantarica had problems with Tina because like we said Shantarica is a bookworm she was taking 18 hours and she wanted to spend her evenings quietly studying in her room that was like her ideal evening but Tina you know she's a social butterfly and she's an athlete so she would have these kickbacks over at the apartment and while it wasn't a full-out party or anything like that they were loud and Shantarica could not focus she also had a problem because Tina kept touching the thermostat Tina was one of those people that liked it really cold Shantarica did not how you gonna run up the lecture bill and not talk to me about it or not be putting extra on it right but like every time that Shantarica would change it to be a little bit warmer Tina would change it back to get it a little bit colder and then one day Shantarica was getting something out of the fridge and then she turns around and she sees a man in her house so she is scared she is screaming she is running to her room she calls out for Tina thinking that she's gonna save Tina's life like Tina girl there's a man at the house and Tina's like hold on hold on girl this is my boyfriend like this is my man and yep it was so it was casey at the house you do not know how much that would have pissed me off i mean i do (laughs) pissed like do not be having men up in my house especially without telling me right i have to sleep there and feel comfortable right and then that was what shantarica was saying she was like you cannot just have him up here and you can't be just like not telling me that there is a man in the house especially like if some people have roommates where they live in a house and it's mixed. Like, there may be male roommates, there may be female roommates. So, you kind of are expecting that mixed house. But if I know that there are two women living here, 
then you want only two women living there, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and I really don't care if he came to visit. You just, you don't know how people are. Like, I mean, she, she grew up with her daddy in the house. I didn't grow up with a man in the house. I did not like men in the house. Like my mom had a boyfriend over. I would wait up until I hear him leave because I'm not going to sleep with a man in the house. Like I don't trust none of these niggas. Okay. Wow. My mom didn't date. So it was just, I would, I would sit up waiting. But yeah, Tina wasn't having that. She was like, look girl, this is my man and he's going to be here. And the couple, they like alternate at nights between his apartment, her apartment. And it started to become like a consistent thing that the girls were just bickering about the small and petty things. It was just small and petty things. But finally the semester ended they were able to go home. You go in your corner, you go in your corner, and they were able to go home for the holiday break. When they returned in January of 2011, they were almost immediately back at it, and they could not get along. You know, Tina was getting so fed up with Shantarica's messiness. Shantarica was like, look, you still be having this nigga over here all day at all different hours of the night. He comes over unannounced. Sometimes he comes over and your ass is not even here, which tells me- Why the fuck do you have a key? I don't understand. Is your name on the lease? At all. Why are you here? <sighs> Go home, Roger. Shit. <sighs> Why are you more comfortable in my house than I am? Because at this point, you're making me uncomfortable. And you seem quite lax. Why is that? Because he was girl. You must be about to take over my portion. That's what you're telling me. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, but like, Shantarica was fed up. Tina was fed up. Shantarica literally was like, look, Tina, I did not come to college to get a second mom. Which, speaking of Shantarica's mom, <laughs> Shantarica and her mama were extremely close. Almost really close. It was like, they spoke every day. Girl, but they visited every couple weeks. They visited every couple weeks. Shantarica's mama called her every morning to make sure that she woke up her class. Which is like, it doesn't compute for me. But also <laughs> like, <laughs> I have my own personal story and, right. <laughs> and mother relationships. But I, I do not. It does not compute in my brain. It, that's definitely like a mom who's not ready to let go. And it really kind of shocks me, right? Which like if your mama got to call you all the time, like does that mean that you are ready to be in college? That means that her mom did not give her the space to learn how to adjust to that in college. It sounds like her mom didn't also give her the space to like learn conflict. You learn conflict resolution in school being around other students your own age. It's giving very overprotective. Or it could have just been Shantarica's personality. Because if you never had any conflict, you never know any conflict resolution. There's a lot of people who are, like, very passive, keep their head down. They don't... What what trouble do they have to have? I barely had conflict. I never got into a fight. But you had a hell of a lot of conflict. <laughs> a lot of my conflict. Whoa, 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 friend. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for the most part, I mean, this and that, but... One day, Shantarica comes home and opens up the fridge to find all of Tina's things were on the right side of the fridge and had a sticky note on everything, like everything signed T.S., T.S., T.S. And I'm not just talking about the food in the fridge. I'm talking about the bowls, the plate, the silverware. Mm-hmm. And Tina was not playing. And one day, Shantarica had her friends over, Renee Reese and Danny Johnson. And, you know, they were shooting the shit, having some pizza. And they're all sitting in the living room. You know, they got their paper, paper plates. They just came from the pizza joint. They eating, talking, whatever. Tina comes in the apartment. She on her phone texting. 
And Shaterika's like, oh, hey, Tina. I didn't know you was here. Um, these are my friends. We just chilling and eating pizza. And Tina don't say shit. She just picked her head up on her phone and was like, make sure y'all clean all this up. Like, um, thanks, Mom. We were going to. I don't need you to tell me. Right. That's rude. Like, it is rude. I just introduced you. You could at least say hello. I would have gave a quick wave and headed to my room. There it is. And if you want to be petty, you can text her. Right. But it's at least a private pettiness. You know what I'm saying? Right. You passive-aggressively escalating things. Mm-hmm. If that's not weird enough, one of her friends, like, you know, they finish eating pizza, pizza, greasy as shit. So they want to wash their hands afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they go to the sink and they start washing their hands. And Shantarika's like, wait a second. What soap did you use? She was like, what? The, the soap at the counter. And she was like, don't use the one with TS on. That's not mine. And it was like, girl, y'all splitting soap. Yes, girl. Y'all splitting soap. <laughs> you can't share the soap. Let me tell y'all. That takes a lot of effort to be that petty. But also, I kind of get it. But, like, if that person is so messy, you really just feel like you can't deal with that shit no more. Let me tell you, having a bad roommate is literally the worst. I had a nasty roommate my freshman year. Like, I was lucky enough to have my own room. I was, But I had four people in the room, and the one who I shared my bathroom with, nasty. She mostly ate at home, so she was always in the kitchen using that microwave and not cleaning it out and the microwave would smell like her fucking spaghettios <laughs> and nice. we all had our own set of silverware but it didn't came i mean we all had our own everything but it didn't come from like a sense of don't touch my shit it was my parents sent me off to college with a whole set and we don't commune together mm-hmm. so i touch my shit and i'm gonna leave yours alone yeah and maybe that's what tina was hoping for and I don't think Shantarica really understood the ethics that go along with being a roommate. You know, like, yes, there's butter there, but that doesn't mean it's your butter. Yeah. And if you are going to use the butter, I need to know ahead of time. You also have to be sure that I'm aware of it, right? Like, if I went to you, Tazzy, and I was like, hey, and I used the last of your butter, I know that I can text you and be like, hey, you ain't got no butter. (laughs) (laughs) like but you can't do that with everybody especially somebody that you living with and you don't know their boundaries or you and that's the thing you don't know how weird people are about about their stuff because some people are like systematic in the way they do things like like kiana kiana likes to leave her butter at room temperature and what if it was a matter of like you just you keep putting my butter in the fridge and i have to wait for my butter to melt before i can spread it on toast every single time Mm -hmm. when i left it out on the counter so maybe just don't touch my shit you know right it's just little shit and it adds up when every little thing bothers you like ugh, your microwave stinks ugh, you leave your dishes in the sink ugh, i can smell you in the bathtub ugh, like your hair is in the drain do better we have to live in this space not just you you know so then one day tina and casey were studying in tina's room and they started to smell a little something and tina's like i know that it's not what i think that it is and she goes into Shantarika's room, and Shantarika's in there smoking a blunt. <laughs> she showed the fuck is. And this made Tina piss. Tina's like, what? I'm a student athlete. I'm set to be captain next year. I'm going to have a roommate who smokes weed. What if, I, what if I get secondhand? What if they say it's me who's smoking? And then Shantarika's like, yo, girl, what I'm going to do is smoke this blunt. The way, the way you have been stressing me out, please, I'm going to do is smoke this blunt and their heads really butted on this yeah they really butt heads on this they they this was something that this was not a agree to disagree type of situation one was i'm doing it and one was you don't need to be doing it or not here and 
I think everybody's favorite place to smoke is their house. It's my favorite place. Favorite place. Every nothing beats it. <laughs> nothing beats it. Especially when you can just smoke anywhere you want. Yes. I can have the blunt in my in my hand in my mouth while I'm taking a shit. I can pick it up and you know how like you got the blunt in your mouth and you're trying to wash your hands real quick yeah. because like <laughs> you inhale it. You can do anything you want in your house. You know what I'm saying? Also, I know a couple student athletes. Been with a few in my day, <laughs> and I know a few that smoked weed and got tested, tested positive, and st- they got some type of slap on the wrist, warning. suspension. If you're good enough, they're going to make a way for you to get past it. Right, if you're the best you- on a team, they're going to make a way. That's why you got to always fuck with the best on the team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was reading an article, and one of her friends was saying her issue was not even so much that she got secondhand smoke, but... What if her coat smelled the weed on her? And what if the weed was in her clothes? Because, you know, it does have a tendency to stick if you do not, you know, do proper and things And those pure noses are, they know. They know. And so she was like, what if he puts it on me? He's not going to believe me if I say it wasn't me. Um, there's a real easy way to prove that. Drug test me, coach. So on another occasion, Shinterika was in the apartment. She believed that Tina wasn't there. So she decided to, you know, take herself a nice, luxurious shower. She does, and then she kind of, like, haphazardly wraps herself in a towel, and she goes down the hallway to her room, and in the hallway, because he just got in the house, is KC. This, again, scares Shantarica because, A, she thought she was home alone, and, B, she is in her towel, and this man is there. She then, again, screams, runs to her room, and KC is like, oh, no, 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 I didn't see anything, I didn't see anything, but... Shantarica was so upset. She locked her door. She called her mom and she's like, I cannot take this anymore. I am so fed up. This man is here again. He just probably saw me naked. Like he probably saw a titty or something. And And it goes back to why are you here? And (laughs) Tina wasn't there at the time. Give me your key right now. Because what the fuck? So her mom is like, listen, what you need to do is you need to go down to that Lisa office. You need to call them up. And you need to tell them that he is always there and tell them the problems that y'all are having and see what the office has to say about that. So she does. And the woman in the leasing office takes down what she says. And she's like, "Okay, I will call Tina. I'll have a conversation her and I will schedule a mediation session between the two of you so that we can kind of sort this out. That mediation session was scheduled for Friday, but it ended up coming and going without them actually having the session due to the fact that Tina was away at a basketball game and it was never rescheduled. The two actually did have a conversation after this because Tina was really mad about her going to the front office about her man. And the two agreed. They, they agreed that they were going to start talking to each other first if they had an issue. You know what I'm saying? They're like, OK, let's not be so passive. Let's not be no shady. Let's not call the office. Let's just figure it the fuck out. By this time, though, Tina had already tweeted her frustrations about Shantarica and Shantarica had tweeted frustrations about Tina. You know, they was upset. They was venting. It's Twitter of 2011. And Shantarica was so fed up that she was really considering that now maybe she should just drop out of college. Like, this roommate situation is not working. Maybe that means that college isn't working and I don't mean to be here. But just like Christmas break, spring break was coming up right on time so the two could go back to their homes or on vacation, chill out, be away from each other, and recoup. On March 2nd, 2011, Chantelka and her friend Renee Reese were getting ready to go to a music concert. Not like a fun music concert, but like one of those ones that they assign you to do for class and be like, maybe it's extra credit or this is an assignment. You got to go here and write a review or sign a list so that Mm -hmm. I know you were there. Yeah. Some shit like that. So her and Renee were like, okay, this shit boring. We need to go smoke something before the concert. 
So they go pick up a gram from a little nigga who's selling on campus, and they walk to the corner store, they get a Rello, and they get a black amount. They smoke the black while they're walking back to Shanterica apartment. Shanterica was like, oh, yeah, girls, okay, because Tina's not usually here at this time anyways. So they get into the apartment, everything's quiet, Shanterica's like, cool, let's roll up. So they break down the Rello, Shanterica rolls a blunt, they open up the window, and they start talking. I mean, they start smoking and talking shit about Tina. Little did Miss Shanterica know that Tina was home in her room the whole entire time. So not only is she smelling the weed, but she can hear her name coming out this girl's mouth. So Tina's like, I know I was very, very clear on my stance in this situation. I know that I said I didn't want no weed smoke up in here. And I told you not, I told you not, I got to show you. So she was like, I told you next time I'm calling the cops, so I'm calling the cops. And she didn't call the cops like she initially threatened. She called the apartment security dorm administrator people. The courtesy officer. The courtesy officers. You know, you know how we feel about courtesy officers, you know. What power do you have? What the power do you have? But the thing is, they still be in uniform, so they be really, really But you know what themselves. else, though? Especially, like, at Norfolk State, they used to be sitting at the back door, like, let me into my dorm. Let me in my dorm. I do feel like police and these security, these courtesy officers, they're a little bit more, I feel like maybe they're, they're, they're they know to be more reasonable with dorm shit i'm sure because i've definitely been to a few shenanigans down at southern and the cops have been called and nobody got arrested and i know this was loud in there and so the the courtesy officer comes in i'm sure he smells the weed too he's like check this out if i don't find no weed there's no weed all right are you following if i don't find no weed then there's no weed all right and so she's basically like, he told us to flush it. And so we flushed it and he searched our room or whatever. And he was like, all right, you know, don't let me find nothing. And y'all need to sort this shit out, you know? So, so yeah, he has her flush the weed. And then he's like, listen, I want you to like throw away all this other shit, all these rellos, ashes, ashtrays. You need to take this out. Like, you're not about to fuck up your life over some dumb weed shit, you know? Right. So. She follows him outside. She throws all that stuff in the dumpster. And um, she heads back upstairs. And when she's upstairs, she's clearly upset. Because why in the fuck right. did you call somebody up here about some weed? Like, I could have faced serious consequences. You playing with my future now. Right. She want to be a lawyer. Right. Yeah. So she's thinking, like, I can't get a job as a lawyer with a drug charge. So, you know. Which, I- is that true? Y'all let us know. I have a misdemeanor marijuana charge <laughs> and i can still get a, a job you know a job but there's certain certain jobs that background check and when they background check they're looking for certain things within certain fields i could not uber because of that misdemeanor but yeah she's definitely upset so she, shantarica goes to tina's room she's banging on the door tina is back in her room with the door shut and shantarica's banging on the door and you know tina opens it she's like what she was like why you ain't tell me and she was like, why you ain't tell me? This is referring to Shanterica calling the front office about KC, right? Talking about why you ain't tell me you had a problem with my nigga. And they kind of going back and forth, you know. So they're going back and forth. And finally, Tina's like, you know what? Get the fuck out of my room. And Shanterica's like, and Shanterica is like, I'm trying. And walks by Tina to get out the room, but does one of those little shoulder checking bitch type of thing. Let a bitch show to check me. It's Ooh. over with. I can't take it. Because you're going to stand up in it if you're going to do it. Right. 
don't do. Do we have a problem? Because you can say it to my face. You ain't got. You ain't got to push me. Listen, I be seeing them coming. I step out the way. Like your excuse. But yeah, so Tina had had it. And she turns around and she pushed Shantarica like a little two hand push to the back. And then the two start fighting, screaming, yelling, all of that. And Shantarica forgot she ain't never really been in a fight before. So now she in a fight with Tina, who's this tall ass, strong ass basketball player. And Tina has her down. She punching the shit out of her, mostly in the head, like on top of her. I don't know why people. There's so somebody. many other places to hit somebody. Why are you constantly hitting somebody? Tell you something. Get something meaty. Go for the stomach. Mm-hmm. A good gut check. A always good gut them. check. A, knock the wind out. Somebody give them time to think about what they doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shantarika is screaming. Oh my god! Stop! You hurting me? And she's kind of flailing around on the ground. She's reaching for anything that she can grab. Anything she can get her hands on. And what she puts her hands on is a knife, like a steak knife that Tina had in her room. Shantarika grabs the knife, and then suddenly the room gets completely silent. Tina has been stabbed and is on the floor. Y'all, we are back this week with our CEO and director of Dopeness, Patricia, and her family with hood-adjacent teas. Y'all, it is fall. That means that it's harvest time, pumpkin patch, all of those amazing things to do with your family. And what better way to show off than getting a custom-made shirt to show how much you guys love each other so that you can take a picture and send it off with your holiday cards. Patricia, make sure that you can customize any t-shirt and she'll get it shipped right out to you. Also, she has an amazing selection of t-shirts bags bibs onesies anything that you need she can make it and she'll ship it right to you and i tell you these designs are so amazing they are so amazing you will not be disappointed make sure that you check out hood adjacent tees their link will be in the description box below and make sure you use the discount code swk to get 20 percent off your order of 20 dollars or more now back to the show Tina has been stabbed and is on the floor. Shantarica then takes the knife, grabs a purple and pink Tinkerbell blanket that Tina had in her room, and walks into the hallway. Renee is still there, and Shantarica is like, oh, it's okay, everything's okay. And she walks out the room. She hits the lights, and she shuts the door. Renee is like, there's a lot going on, so I'm just going to head on out. And she leaves, like, what the fuck just happened? You just heard all that fighting, and a room went silent. You just say, yeah, I'm going to go. Okay. It was turning off the light and shutting the door for me. Like, she's just going to take a nap real quick. So then it is 6.45 that same day. Remember, this is a Wednesday. So 6.45 that day. And 911 gets a call from an anonymous woman asking for them to do a welfare check on the girl's apartment. The person doesn't give their name but says that she heard fighting from the apartment. And she just wanted to have the police go by and make sure that everything's okay. The police are like, all right, but a welfare check on the teenagers that are at the student housing was not high on the police's priority list. And they're like, okay, we'll get out there, you know, when we get out there. The caller was actually Renee because she was concerned about the girls, but she also wanted to get the fuck out of there, which is like, how are you concerned, but you want to leave? So after Renee left, Shantarico panicked and she was like, okay, I got to cover my track. So she took the knife that was wrapped up in the blanket. She finds a brown paper bag that's in the kitchen, throws the blanket in the bag, and puts the bag in the dumpster. She then takes the other steak knife. She takes the other steak knives that were in, it's like a um, block, you know, those block of knives. Mm-hmm. So those wooden blocks. So like one of the steak knife was used as the weapon. And so she took the other steak knives and threw them in the other dumpster just to try and make it look like 
you know, these were missing the entire time. We don't even have steak knives. <laughs> what knife? She then goes and takes Tina's phone, first texting Tina's boyfriend, like, oh, I'm about to shower. And then she texts Tina's best friend that everything's okay. Because, okay, Tina's best friend, when she testified at court, I mean, she had all the tea, okay? Tina's best friend was like, I was on the phone the entire time. So she calls her friend, and Tina's like, oh, girl, you sound down. What's going on? She's like, you know, it's been a day, girl, whatever. And Tina's like, well, I got something to pick you up. I got something to lift your spirits. Let me tell you what I just did. Guess what I'm doing? Waiting on the police to come over because this bitch is out here smoking weed again. He's like, I got something that'll make you laugh. So they were being petty on the phone. They were being real petty on the phone with each other. And Tina's best friend then hears the knocking on the door. Knocking on the door, which, of course, we know is Shinterica. She hears yelling and screaming, Shinterica being like, why did you tell me? Why did you tell me that all of that is from Tina's best friend's statement in court? Then she starts to hear the fight happening. She hears somebody say, get off me. She hears somebody say, uh, get out. I told you, get out. I'm trying. Then she hears nothing because her phone hangs up. Or her, they're hung up on her. She hung up on them. Either way, they got disconnected. So when this text message was sent from Tina's phone to her best friend, her best friend was like, whew, I'm relieved. I got a call from her. I mean, I got a text message, some type of contact from her. Everything is fine. Which is bullshit because when my dog got attacked, I was on the phone with Elena. And her and I were just chat, 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 chatting like we do. And I was like, yeah, girl, I'm out with the dog. Trying to walk into the dog park. Because, you know, that's when I had my ZZ at the time, too. Mm-hmm. And when Rex started getting attacked, I was just started, like, screaming and yelling and screaming and yelling and hollering on the phone. And I hung up on Elena. And she was texting me. She was texting me. Next thing you know, she was in the car, child. And so finally, I was like, everything's fine. Rex just got attacked. I'm on my way to the vet. And she was like, no, no, no. I need to hear your voice. So I had to call her. And she was, I was like, everything's fine. Right. <laughs> Rex is, Rex is I'm going to the vet. She's like, okay, as long as I know that you're all right. So that's kind of how that happened with Tina's best friend was like, look, after I got that text message saying that she was straight, she was about to get in the shower. I just didn't think twice about it. I said, okay, my friend is good. The next phone call that the police get are from a hysterical Casey. Casey knew from the text messages that things were not right. He called her a little after six and she did not answer. Then he got that shower text and he was like, I know my boo and this ain't how she texts. You better know her. It's giving me, it's giving me Deborah Cox. Pop quiz. Tell me where we, tell me where my spot is. Tell me if I like it, love it. My voice is gone. I'm sitting here trying to sing. That's what it's giving me. He was, it was very much. He was like, I know my woman, okay? It ain't her. You better. She says, baby, there is always two wives. And she didn't say that. First, she didn't even call me, baby. There's always a boo, baby, something. Okay. Say my name. It's no one is around you. So he goes over to the apartment and he finds Shantarica, which, why are you there? Just letting yourself up inside my house. Like, I understand she was in the wrong at this point. But we're still coming back to the issue. Of you walking in my Busting house up as in if here. you pay bills. So he goes, he goes to Shantarica. He's like, hey, where's Tina? And Shantarica like, oh, no, I ain't seen her. She's not here. And he asked again, he's like, where is Tina? And she was like, she's not here. And he's like, I'm about to check Tina room real quick. And he does. 
and he sees Tina laying on the floor in a pool of her blood, still breathing. He calls Tina's dad and the police, and, she, and he is begging for Tina to stay with him. He's like, just stay away. Please, just keep your eyes open. Shanterica realizes that the police are on the way, and she's like, uh, gotta go. So she's trying to run away, and KC is like, wait a minute, why is this hoe running? And he chases her down, and he's like running after her. He's like, get her, get her. She's getting away. It was her. Like, shit's clicking for him, you know? Right. So she runs. She hides behind some car. He's out there looking for her. Police pull up. They said, who is this nigga running around the parking lot? Looks real suspicious. Let's go pull him over. As they do. And see what he's doing. He was like, I'm looking for Shanterica. She done stabbed my girl. Where she at? Shanterica, she see them. Nigga start taking off running again. So she runs a little further. And um, she doesn't make it far. No, she does not. The cops, they go ahead and put her in handcuffs. Like, I mean. You got to come with me. I can't be sure what you did, but you are running across this parking lot. And this guy's saying that you stabbed this girl. So we are going to have to hold you. I'm going to need you to come on down to the station. So once Shanterica is in cuffs, KC comes running up. And he was like, what did you do? What did you do to her? They're like, so you're going to have to calm down. He was like, she hurt her. What did she do? I know, it's her. Whatever happened, it was her. They're like, sir, get, get in the back of the car and come sit a minute. Like, come do the statement. You gotta calm down. You have to calm down. No, we cannot let you go to her. She's officially a suspect because you just named her as such. So, you know, chill out and we'll let you go. But you need to t- you need to calm down and have a timeout real quick. Right. So they take Shanterica to the police station. They got him in the back of the car taking a statement, and they got another set of cops upstairs examining the room. They see that she is still alive. Mm. So ambulance is bringing her down the steps while doing CPR. KC sees that he's like, oh, my God, y'all got to save her. Y'all got to save her. So they take her to the hospital. At this point, KC has called her dad. Right, right. You know, so he's on the way. And KC and Tina's dad, they they meet up at the hospital to be by Tina's side. But Tina had been laying there fighting to stay alive for so long that she was just pronounced dead upon arrival at the hospital. The knife wound slightly punctured Tina's left aorta, and she lost so much blood. Casey and her father, her coaches, her teammates, everybody sat in the hospital crying and holding each other, wondering how something like this could happen to Tina. So clearly the police arrested Shanterica and they were like, okay, let's get this girl down for an interview. She was wearing a green shirt and the sources call this green shirt low cut. But like, if you look at the shirt, y'all, the shirt isn't low cut. It's V cut, like a normal V cut shirt. She's just short with big ass titties. I mean, big ass titties. And they were like, oh, it was it was, it was low cut. No, she just got titties. You know what I'm saying? That's probably what made that run so hard. You know, Listen, first of all, she's not an athlete. And you running around with those big ass titties? You know, titties? girls with big ass titties, they run with they, they just got to run with their arm over and keep it moving. <laughs> so you really only got a one arm stride. It's really fucking that's you half up. Of your, that's half of your speed. Listen. So at this point, police were trying to get a timeline for Shanterica. And Shanterica was like, Oh, my God. I didn't even know Tina was hurt. Like, I didn't even know anything. I didn't know she was even there. But you know what? You know what? I did see somebody there. He was a black man. He had dreads. Casey does not have dreads. He has dreads or whatever. And he he taller than me. I mean, he taller than me. He taller than me. I mean, everybody taller than me. But he, um, maybe he did. I ain't never met this man, but it's somebody that Tina knows. She's telling her little story. It wasn't me. We got into a fight. Fight ended. I left. A nigga came. He must have done it. Right. Cops are like, let me tell you what I think. Because I'm trying to help you. 
And so what I think is um, that you're lying to me. She was like, no, I'm telling the truth. He's like, let me, let me finish before you keep talking and dig yourself any deeper. So like I said, what I think is that you're lying to me. I think there is no man with dreads. And she was like, but it, mm, let me finish. There is no man with dreads. And I do not believe that you got into a fight with this girl. Stop. Now she's dead and you're not the reason. As you sit in front of me with blood on your shirt, she was like, well, well she hit me and my eye. My eyes hurting real bad and my um my neck and my back. And he's like, ma'am, let me tell you something. Do you really want to spend right now talking about your injury as if the other person involved is not dead? As if the other person is not laying on a cold table with people in the hospital boohoo crying over her. But your eye hurt. Okay, girl. He was like, because at the end of the day, you know, I know what I think. And I know where I see this about to go. And where I see it about to go is in front of a jury. This what you want to tell the jury? What about your head and your eye? Child. Shantarica did not think this through. Mm-mm. I think things happen way too fast for her to think things through. So, finally, Shantarica is like, okay. I think I should start telling what happens. But first, she asked a pretty fun question. Um, <laughs> She says... Before I answer any more questions, is this going to be life? Girl, what is up with y'all asking these? What? What's the charge behind this? She I, wanted to be a what? She said she wanted to be a lawyer, girl. And you did not ask for a lawyer when you needed it most? She, <laughs> when you needed it most? Common sense ain't common. It is not. It is not. It's just. So then she goes into the whole story and she was like, okay, so she called the police on me and I was upset. So I knocked on the door and, you know, I, I just wanted to ask her what was going on. But, you know, she kind of pushed me, you know, I pushed her back and then she hit me and, you know, I hit her back. And then next thing you know, we was fighting and I'm like, no, stop. Don't hurt me. Ouch. (laughs) She's like, she just would not lay off of me. She said, so I reached up for anything that I could grab. And on her bed was a knife. I blindly picked up the knife and I was on my back, get my ass beat. And I just kind of, you know, points the knife upwards towards Tina. And she says, Tina, trying to attack her, fell into the knife or ran into the knife. He ran into my knife. He ran into my knife 10 times. That's what it's giving. Yeah, it is. I know what you're saying. So, you know, like he mentioned, there's blood on her shirt. You know, now he's got a story he can work it. He was like, listen, let's get things rolling. We're about to swab your hands. We're about to get this DNA because I bet you $50,000 that that's Tina's blood on your shirt. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. And you commit a crime and you don't wash your hands. You got her. Your hands literally have blood on them. Literally. So, yeah, they're like, let's swab her for the DNA and shit. Let's, let's, let's get you checked in. And they was like, before you really this knife what happened and she was like oh i don't know maybe i dropped it outside while i was running for my life so you know after this they arrest her for first degree murder they said her bond at a hundred thousand dollars which her parents paid to get her out of jail and she prepared to go to trial take that shit to trial bitch take that shit to trial bitch take that shit to trial bitch take that shit to trial all right so most of the trial can be found on youtube a lot of the cross examinations and things like that they ended up getting another anonymous phone call, the police did, and this anonymous phone call talked about a purple blanket that would find their murder weapon, and that's when they started searching the dumps, and lo and behold, they found the knife and the additional steak knives in the other dumpsters. The knife she said she dropped. The defense was sticking with the story of the fact that it was self-defense. They said that Tina was a big athlete, 
like sis was strong and she was hitting Chanterica upside her head. And Tino's really showing through her tweets that she was really aggressive, you know, calling her a bitch, saying that like, oh, um, snitches get stitches type of thing. Like she was saying all of that. After the thing? No, 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 no. This is this is what Tina was saying. Okay. So Shanterica was saying that Tina was very was showing that she was very aggressive even in her tweets. All of this put together, Shanterica was like, look, Tina is scary, okay? She said that she was like actually in fear of her life and she didn't mean to kill Tina and acted purely in self defense. She stuck with she so she's sticking with her story that she grabbed the knife, held the knife, and Tina fell into the knife. Now the prosecution really laid it on thick. Tina was loved by everybody in her community. She was a star athlete. She had everything she wanted because she worked hard for it. She was almost like the living American dream. And because of that, she had so much potential and everything was snatched from her due to Shanterica's actions. Now, they also brought in a blood splatter expert. And they were trying to prove that Shanterica went and got the knife and brought the knife into the room. So that's what the prosecution was initially trying to prove, which meant that, like, I came in that room with the intent to kill you, right? And they did this because they were able to say this because there were some spots of blood on the wall, and those spots of blood on the wall, it was almost like they were dripping downward. So that told the blood splatter expert that Shanterica must have been at least kneeling, at least on her knees, to get that blood on the wall facing the way that it was so renee was brought up on the stand and questioned and she's now confirming the story that she's the one who called the police she said she heard arguing she heard somebody say ouch (laughs) and stop stop but she said she could not determine who said what right she also called the police back later and told them to check the dumpster for that purple and pink blanket and that's how the cops were able to find the murder weapon Renee was basically like, I do not know this girl like that. Now, I, when I was watching the interrogation, Shanterica said she knows her as Nene and doesn't know her real name. And at first, I thought she was just covering for her nigga, you know. But it says they only met the semester previous and through a mutual friend. So they really had only known each other for a couple. Maybe they had that music class together and they both need to go to that concert. Like, that's the only thing I could really think of. Yeah, but she held down nothing. I was just trying to have me a blunt and relax, and this was everything but relaxing, okay? Let me tell you that. It was determined that the stabbing happened around 6 p.m., and the first text to KC from Shanterica was at 6.15. He didn't arrive and called the police until 6.45. That is a whole lot of time for her to be sitting, laying down in a pool of blood, barely breathing fighting to say hoping because if i'm standing there if i'm laying there bleeding assuming that she was conscious i'm sure the only thing that she's thinking is like now one's got to be coming soon like that's the only thing you can do i hate it when i just see time wasted like this like i think the hardest deaths are the preventable ones yes definitely and shanterica you know like i said she was still sticking with this whole self-defense claim but it wasn't really going over well with the courtroom because, like, Tazzy, let's say you and I got into a fight. Mm-hmm. We fighting. I'm on the ground. You got me pinned, and I reach for a knife. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to stab you, but the knife is pointing up, and you get stabbed. I didn't mean to stab you. I don't want you dead. Yeah, we was fighting, but I don't want you dead. So guess what I would probably do? 
call 911 get you some medical attention because oh shit she ran into the knife yet i picked whatever i picked up the knife to probably scare her off but i didn't actually mean to cut her with it right you would do something to try to make sure that that person lives because there's certain things that are irreversible i.e stabbing me but (laughs) you do not have to make matters worse by letting me die right you know like the least you could do was allow me to live like 45 minutes is a long time to be laying there in pain you think she thought she was dead and thought it was over you know what like i've heard stories of people that are like really injured and in these crazy like illusion states because you're just really you're really in and out of consciousness so she could have it could have been one of those things it's just really unfortunate that it happened so finally shantarica takes a stand in her own defense Woo! and when she gets on the stand she goes through her and tina's relationship how they you know were always at odds or whatever then she walks to the courtroom through the day of this murder she tells them about them going needing to go to the concert going in the black and mild all of that which y'all you have to sit there and watch the prosecutor ask Shantarica, okay, well, when you broke down your cigarello, your cigar, or your marijuana, what knife did you use? And she was like, I didn't use a knife. I used my fingers. And he's like, you can't do that with your fingers. <laughs> One of it. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> this thumb is good for a lot of things. Okay. The prosecution asked her things like, well, when all of this is happening, were you angry? Were you upset? Were you mad? Because, you know, they, those are the key words that they want you to use, right? I'm acting out of anger or um, because I was upset or jealous or jealous. Yes. I love jealous. Any of those words, that means that you acted like the defense acted on your own accord and you need to sit there and mind your business. You know what I'm saying? That's what the prosecution was trying to get Shantarica to do. She tells the story again that she turned to leave and she was pushed by Tina and that Tina was basically slinging her ass around a room and hitting her head. She tells the entire courtroom about her taking that Tinkerbell blanket wrapping the knife in it disposing of the dumpster all of that after renee leaves and she admits that the texts from tina's phone were her she also admits that she lied to casey when casey arrived and asked about where tina was they asked her why she did it like why did you kill this woman and chantara goes like because i was scared i was scared and the prosecution was like so you were scared so you threw the knife away instead of calling the police and she was like I panicked. I really did. I panicked. So closing arguments were given on May 14, 2012, and the prosecution decided that they need to reduce the charges from first-degree murder to second-degree murder. I'm guessing, I'm assuming, or I was assuming that it was because, like, it's very hard to prove intent, you know? So did you walk in that room with the intent to kill her? Did you premeditate this murder, right? The court found that Shantarica was guilty of murder on the second degree. She was sentenced to 25 years for the murder, and then she was found guilty for tampering with evidence, which gave her an additional four years. She tried to get her sentence overturned because the judge on her case was Facebook friends with the head athletic director at the school, Mm -hmm. which she was like, "Ah, conflict of interest. So we won't be having that. She tried this in 2014, and and the Tennessee Supreme Court said, up. No man, no no ham, no turkey. No. So she is still in prison to this day, and she will not be eligible for parole until 2037. All right, y'all, it is time for... Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. I didn't do it, but if I did... 
This is how I would have got away with it. You want to go first? You want me to go first? All right. I ain't do it. But if I did, a couple of different things. One, I probably would have sucked it up and got a new roommate the next year. Right. Um, two, I would, you know, try having a good conversation. I mean, I've been with a sucky roommate. And I probably didn't handle it the best I should have. I did not try and have a conversation because we did not speak. So not only do I not say anything to you, but I also have to say you're nasty to live with and could you try better? I mean, right. And, I mean, she don't have nothing nice to say, right? Um, but I was also willing to keep my head down and just wait out the semester. I would have put the knife in the bag and then just made it seem like I was going home or whatever and that's my bag that's been packed or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would have I would have did something better with the knife. They always check the dumpster, guys. Always. Last thing I would have done. Oh, call the fucking cop. Like we don't condone calling the police, but there is somebody that needs attention. Or like you're not really calling for the cops. You're calling for the ambulance. You're call you're calling nine one one for the ambulance. Right. So like fucking call them. Let them save a life. You ain't even. You ain't even trying to hold the wound or nothing. You was like, oh, well, that's that. You only stabbed her once. And I think in trying to save her life, you could have maybe got it down to an assault or something. Yep. Maybe a really bad assault. Attempted murder versus murder, you know? She probably could have even tried the self-defense case because even Tina's best friend, her, Shantara, could be like, get off me, get off me, get off me. So you had the chance. But you not doing anything? That's unacceptable. I'm wondering. That's such, that's, how shitty of a person. Like, you already stabbed me. And you claim you didn't mean to. So if you didn't mean to, why would you leave me there to bleed out? I'm wondering if it was a situation where she thought she was dead and was like, you know, planning for a dead person. Because, you know, she stabbed her. She got up. She walked out. We don't really know what she did when she got up. Did she check her pulse? Or did she just be like, oh, this bitch ain't moving no more. Um, I mean, I need to start thinking. I think I would. I'm a problem solver. And I think the panic in me would be like, what she can't do is die. Because <laughs> then I'd be a murderer. So I think right. I would try and like, I would try and just save her. Like, as bad as this guy, I never wanted to fucking kill you. I might have wanted to kill you, but I didn't want you dead. You know what I mean? Right. So I've got a couple things. Okay. Uh, first things first, I need us to do away with this algorithm to find roommates. It's uh, bullshit because y'all you suck. Y'all get it wrong every time. Every time. It's everybody's trying to put their best self forward on it. Of course, you're it's like, say, are you messy? <laughs> no. So y'all right. just think me with a messy ass nigga? Hell no. Exactly. So why would I do that? And I really feel like they didn't even have nothing in common other than the fact that they went They're from the same place. Why would you even put a freshman with a junior? There's a whole lot of power dynamics or just, you know, social dynamics that just don't mesh. Exactly. Exactly. And I just feel like they were like, oh, great. Two black girls, they definitely going to get along and put them in a room together. They were like, oh, Plantina, Shantarica. Yeah, they'll get along just fine. Like, right. you can't. No, that's not. No, that is not how that works. Also, I think that that mediation, that mediation session, <laughs> nobody ever wants to do it, right? Even if it was scheduled, no one ever wants to do it. But there should have been a time where Shantarica was like, no, 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 we need to have this happen. You're getting on my fucking nerves. 
I'm getting on your fucking nerves. We need to have this so that the office can see that we're not going to be able to get along and they can go ahead and do what they have to do to move us accordingly. Or even still, if the office is fixed, is that they're going to host a mediation, then they need to host a mediation. So if that didn't happen, it's on the office. Like, oh, hey, I wonder if her family that sued e- them. That mediation did not happen. When would y'all like to reschedule? Send me a date. Send me options. Like, come on now. Because obviously there were times where y'all both were at the house because y'all were obviously butting heads. So, two more things. Um, All that criminal justice that you're studying and you did not know how to do anything, girl? <laughs> Real disappointed. Very disappointed. Um, They said she'd love to watch CSI. CSI is your favorite show, girl, but... That's the same thing them damn twins said. They showed did. Listen... Y'all be watching too much crime TV, and then when crime actually happens, don't know how to do it. Y'all think you know how to get away with murder you by doing these po- <laughs> by listening to these podcasts and watching these shows. You do not. Lastly, girl, you need to find a better place to smoke. You ain't even go in the bathroom and turn a shower on. You didn't try to do the um, dryer sheet trick, the uh, toilet paper. You put the fabric, the dryer sheet on it. Yep. You didn't try anything to make this situation better. Like I. When I had a roommate that I really liked, my roommate that I really enjoyed did not smoke weed, but I did. We were able to compromise. She was like, okay, I haven't seen this trick, girl. I saw this trick, girl, so you can smoke your weed. Or you're going to have to do that in the shower. I'm literally going this weekend to hang out with the girl who was one of my favorite roommates because it's her birthday. And I'm spending that at her apartment. And I text her, and I was like, you got a porch? <laughs> because I know. What I we know need to make this work? Tell me what we need to make. And she was like, yeah, girl, I'm going to throw you a chair out there. Because you know that I like to smoke weed. And I know that you don't like it in, inside. How can we come up with a compromise? Smokers will adjust. <laughs> Every time. We'll adjust. We you understand. just lay the ground rules, and I will figure out how to function within those ground rules. Tell me where I can go and when I can do it, and I will make that work for me. I just also, I just feel like they could have been better roommates to each other. They both had each other fucked up. They were going tit for tat, boy. Like, because I can understand how that smoking is annoying, but you are taking it way too far. Like, a simple conversation with your coach could have handled a lot of that shit or at least took the pressure off of you of being fearful. Like, coach, I'm coming to you honestly right now. You can test me today, right now. But there is an issue where my roommate smokes weed, and I want to know what I can do to make sure that it does not fall back on me. And that would and coaches will respect you for doing that shit. They will, and especially if you were like, you can drug test me right now. Even if the car, even if the coach like pulls your card, is like, let's see if you if you clean, you clean. You know, if Shanterica was smoking in her room, then that was her business. That is her space. The window was open, but here's the thing: like weed smell is strong. That wind is blowing. That weed smoke comes right back in. You should have found a better. I, I just think as a student, you get creative because you learn that smoking is not right yes but also if i'm in my room with the window open it ain't gonna stay in there forever girl my room my door is probably shut you're doing a lot i mean she smelled it non-smokers they just got a nose on them man. yeah that those pure noses they really and you got to respect that they're gonna smell it even when you don't what else they were just terrible roommates they really were and this really Neither one of them commu- communicated and like i think a lot of the stories make it seem like Tina felt that Shantarifa was immature and didn't know how to handle being a roommate, but neither did she, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's just, I hate it when it's pointless. Like, Tina should not be dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Shantarica should not be behind bars. Like, they should have been able to figure something out. Or, you know what? If Tina's man, if Tina's nigga had an apartment that they were alternating nights, why would she not just stay at his place? Since they was going to move in together anyways because shit was unbearable. And then her mom says, Shantarica's mom was like, Shantarica was basically moved out at that point because she couldn't take it anymore. Right. And it just seems like if you over here half the week and she barely lives here and only comes here to get her clothes and shower, how are y'all still butting heads this much? Y'all have beef at this point. Right. It's bitch eating crackers. It's bitch eating crackers up on through this bitch. And it don't matter what she was going to do. It was going to be a problem. That bitch could be still sitting there. She could have ate the last bite of her pizza and put the plate down. It'd have been like, you messy ass bitch. Clean up. Right. And it's like, put it away. It's nothing in here. Right. So it was just unfortunate. Yeah. Pearl and a pearl. Oh, pearl and a pearl. (laughs) No, girl. You didn't give her pearl? No, because only because of the fact that she left her there bleeding. If they would have charged her and she made some type of effort to keep her alive, I would be more lenient. You playing in my face. What'd she get, 25 years? 29 total. 25 for the murder, four for the um, tampering with evidence. 25 ain't too bad for taking a life and leaving her bleeding. It's not bad. Yeah. And the students on campus, they felt that, like... Tina was cheated. Yeah, they felt like Tina was cheated for that sentence, and I get that. I think 25 is fair, though. You know what I'm saying? I do think this is something that got out of hand. Should she have handled it better? Yes, but... Sometimes niggas' brains do not be thinking. Some people work good in a panic and some people don't. Some people work good in stressful situations and some people don't. Could she have made better decisions? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. But I think she was like, this is what I have and I'm just going to try. When you're young, you know, you're young and you fuck up and you think that you can fix it and you just end up making shit a whole lot worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of those. So I think I think because she was long, I'm happy that she has a chance after 25 years. Streaming October 6th on Paramount Plus. First place I learned about death was a pet cemetery. Dead things buried in that land would come back. There's something else. Something's wrong with Timmy. He needs time to adjust. That's not Timmy. Something's talking through him. Dead is better. Pet Cemetery, Bloodline, Rated R, streaming only on Paramount Plus. This one is from Pammy C. And she said, I'm so glad y'all re recorded the episode because I could not hear you guys very well. Thanks. Oh, the podcast is awesome. Oh, thanks, girl. Glad I got those five stars before I got that one star. Okay. She's like, oh, <laughs> this was going to go one of two ways. <laughs> And we stayed up all night, y'all. Man, I'm telling you, that was a long 24 hours, maybe 36. We really were staying up night late for y'all. Right. This one is from Troublemaker80, my type of person. (laughs) I had to leave a review after being at work and accidentally responding to y'all out loud. It's like I'm on the phone with my best friends chatting about true crime. Love the podcast. The little improvements each week do not go unnoticed. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Troublemaker. Thank it's you. The, are you on a call? <laughs> Thank you, because I promise we do something different every week. We try something new every week. Listen, they be like, it's not getting better. And be like, what do you mean? Hey, you say so. Like, I promise that we are trying. And once again, like, we do not know what we're doing. And we are just trying to figure it out. But we have an awesome fan 
um, and discussion group member named Charlie. And Charlie has taken it upon himself with our approval, of course, to start a tech fund. Y'all, equipment, technical needs, Software. all the stuff that's needed for a podcast is so expensive. And then doubling that equipment because both of us, I mean, like, if y'all are in the discussion group, y'all know that Tazzy ain't got no laptop right now. If y'all are in the discussion group, y'all know my headphones are out. So I'm like, I can't edit everywhere. I got to make sure I'm at the house so nobody hears me just ran up my computer randomly talking about murder. Everything that could go wrong. Y'all hear the mics. And this is like our third round of mics. Yeah. <laughs> so everything is happening. So Charlie was like, look, I'm going to help with this fund. And now we have this amazing crowdfunding that has started. Our tech can really be up. And we our plan is to only have to buy this stuff once. Right. And then once we have it, we can be on the air forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, friend. You know you want to do this forever and ever. Amen. Forever is a long time. Listen, one day we'll upgrade and we'll, like, be on TV. <laughs> Come yeah, on, friend. that's the goal. <laughs> Come on, friend. You know you want to be on TV with me. <laughs> but for real, y'all, like, it's it's a struggle. And the weeks, the days, it's 1.30 in the morning right now. And we were supposed to start recording at 7. The days are just flying by and we do not know how to keep up. And this is just something that we're so thankful for y'all for caring. So if y'all want to donate... You know, if everybody does one dollar. Yes. If based off of our listeners, if everybody does a dollar, we'll, we'll be, be straight. Set. And if y'all can throw in a couple extra dollars, like that'd be even better. But yeah, man. Um it was a lot of y'all who responded and y'all said that y'all were down for the cause. So we hear y'all and we will And we want with your support, we will get um better equipment so that we can get y'all better sound and a better show for y'all. The link will be in the description box. It sure will. So make sure that you check that out. Give what you can. We take the money that jingles, but we appreciate the but money we that rather decline that folks. So, uh, Mariah, Tazzy. if they have any questions about where can they send us money, how can they find us? Sure. So uh, for the donation, it's in the description box below. You can also cash app us at Sisters Who Kill Pod if y'all make it specifically known that it's for the tech fund. Then we let y'all know. Sometimes this is for the snack fund. Some people t- t- cash app us and they're like, this is the snack fund. So y'all really do keep us up at 1.30 in the morning. Because we definitely had a snack before we started. Amen. Okay. Because. And if you want to email us about ad space or anything like that, you can email us at sisters who kill podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at sisters who kill. Follow us on Instagram at sisters who kill pod or and you can join the discussion group. Make sure that you answer all the discussion group questions to get in. And, oh, you can follow us on TikTok at Sisters Who Kill Podcast. I don't have anything else. I am ready to go to bed. Same Z's. All right, y'all. Talk to us. We talk back. Have a good night. Bye.